Welcome to the Best Ever You Show with your host, Elizabeth Hamilton Garino, CEO and founder of the Best Ever You Network, helping you live your life to the fullest. How? Real people, including celebrities, real advice, real places, products, and businesses, real life stories. It's all right here for you with this radio show, printed magazine, websites, community, and more. Remember to visit us online, too, at besteveryou.com. And now here's your host, CEO and founder of the Best Ever You Network, Elizabeth Hamilton Garino. Hello, everybody, and happy Sunday night. We don't do very many shows on Sunday nights, but we do when we have awesome guests. And um, I know you're all waiting to hear his voice instead of mine, but Bernard Robichaud is with us. And um, we have a couple. We have a couple other things with us. I have a cat in my room, and he's got a parrot in the background. So we're not sure how this is going to go. And uh, so if things are making, if creatures are making noise in the background, you know, it's all good. Love for all creatures. But um, it's been quite an interesting ten days on my end too. I'm going to try not to sneeze, uh, cough, uh, blow my nose. <laughs> what else, Bernard? I <laughs> had the flu for ten days. How are you feeling? Are yeah. you all good? <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, thank you for having me on, Elizabeth. It's very kind of you to think of me. Uh, well, thank you for being here, and uh, I think we're going to try and we're going to try and sneak in the whole hour, but we'll see if if my voice holds up and all that good stuff. But um, what a what a cool moment! I'm so glad you're with us, and uh, I want to direct people to your website um, because a lot of people listen online, and you know are kind of poking their nose around for other things while they're listening. And so if you're doing that, his website is bernardrobichaud.com, and that is spelled B-E-R-N-A-R-D-R-O-B-I-C-H-U-D.com. So that's his website. Everything that we're talking about is there, and it's got great links to all the things that he's done. But um, you're going to know him as uh, fans know you worldwide as Cyrus. I love this, the gun-toting, drug-dealing nemesis from the hit TV show, Trailer Park Boys, and that's at Trailer Park Boys on Twitter. Um, but you started out as a model. Tell me about that a little yeah. bit. Yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, that uh, was just one of those things that I uh, felt like I could do to earn extra cash when I was younger. Um, I, at the time I, um, I started, I, I had just finished high school. I had some extra cash in my pocket and uh, I went to see a local designer and uh, asked her to make me some clothes <laughs> and uh, before I knew that she was asking me if I would model her clothes my clothes that she made me in a fashion show and after that it just kind of went from there yeah so it's one of those uh, things I guess if I didn't have the extra cash to go get some clothes made uh uh, it wouldn't have happened. I just happened to, uh, it was, uh, you know, that was a time, uh, late seventies. So, you know, disco era and I wanted to be flashy on the dance floor. <laughs> so, uh, I got some flashy I mean, clothes I think we, made. And, uh, <laughs> I think we need some pictures of that somewhere. <laughs> you uh, need no, to resurrect. Uh, yeah. You just have to use the pictures in your own head for that one, you know, <laughs> The picture, uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't Did know either. Or, yeah. Uh, John Travolta and uh, Saturday Night Live or something like that, or so Saturday funny. Night Fever, rather. Or Saturday Night Live, yeah. even, maybe, right? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah, probably back in the 70s, Saturday Night Fever was more the, yeah. the 
thing. But yeah, Sunday Night Live probably had some disco moments there. Steve Martin <laughs> and uh, when he, you know, Steve Martin, I think maybe he might have done that. Wild and Crazy Guys. Crazy kind Guys, of Dan yeah. Aykroyd. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So let's, I'm going to just start out. We're going to just go right to Trailer Park Boys because um, I know um, I told one of my one of my kids that you were going to be on and they told their friends and their friends told their friends. And everybody's like, oh, my God, we watch that show all the time. So what is Trailer oh, Park cool. Boys? Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, you got what is Trailer Park Boys? Uh, it's a mockumentary comedy um, based around a group of people that live in a trailer park, and uh, the I guess just the trials and tribulations of uh, three guys uh, trying to make uh, make their life easy. Uh, I guess you know they find the easy the easy road. Uh, um, uh, and I, you know, the I played their, I played the, you know, the antagonist in the in the show since the very beginning, um, the arch nemesis, I guess, of the three boys. Uh, the and uh, yeah, it was it was uh, know, seventeen, eighteen years now. I guess uh, they just they shot season twelve. Uh, I think this summer. Um, I didn't do it after season nine. So 10, 11 and 12, I didn't do. Um, they just recently asked me to come back. So, uh, we'll, uh, we'll go from there. I'm not going to get into <laughs> any of that, but, uh, cause I don't know what's, what's, uh, what's in store for me from there, but, uh, I have, uh, I am going to work with them again. So. Awesome. Where can people, um, watch that? How do you, how do you watch? Well, I Trailer think well, Netflix has everything from the very first season right through, uh, um, and uh, I don't know about the movies that it may have the movies uh, as well as some of the uh, as well as the specials that they that we did. But uh, I'm not I'm not sure. I, I've, yeah. I've honestly I, I I've never watched the show. I've never watched anything I've ever been in. Um, I just so I, I can't really tell you what's in what's there on Netflix. I do see it when I go on Netflix. I do see it there, so I can tell um, your audience that I can't watch it on Netflix. And, and you know, I do know that there are some stations that are still carrying it on television. I'm just not sure which stations and whether or not those sure. are networks that are carried in the U.S. So, but. Uh. Um, most people, I think, nowadays get Netflix, so I, um, it, it's easy for them to pick it up there. Yeah, I may or may not have binge-watched it. I'm not going to admit what I did. Yeah. A lot of people do. Well, a lot of people, yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, so t- uh, it's, a, it's a popular show uh, well, globally now. I mean, I, I think awesome. it was before it went to Netflix. I, I, think, at, at, um, I think at one point, uh, the producers, the original producers, uh, said that it was syndicated in maybe 30 countries around the world. Uh, I, uh, I know it, it, it's, it, you know, I know I did a radio interview one time in, um, with a gentleman from Milan, Italy. So I do know that they dubbed Cyrus's voice in the Sicilian accent. Uh, I, I have done some. Uh, Appearances and things out west in Western Canada. Uh, I do remember being in Calgary at w- one time and doing a doing an appearance. And uh, 
before Korean girls came into the, you know, and were texting back to, they were very excited that they got to take pictures with, with me. So apparently it's in Korea as well. So awesome. Uh, and so it's a broad, uh, a broad range of, of uh, countries, Poland, uh, say I've said some fans in Poland, Germany, uh, um, England for sure. It's, uh, yeah, it's Brazil. I think uh, South America places there get it for sure. Uh, I, it's 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 kind of crazy, really. You know how far-reaching it's been, and you know it's it's crossed age ageless boundaries. I mean, I've I've signed autographs for people from seven to seventy. So it's um, it's a little it's a little strange, little you know. Uh, humbling at the same time to think that it came from such a small, you know, from the maritime provinces of Canada and it's, and it's touched as many people as it has. It's, uh, and certainly the characters have done the same thing, you know, and become, uh, somewhat iconic in that regard. And, and, uh, just their lines alone have, I think have touched, um, touched many. So, uh, uh, very proud and, and humbled at the same time to be a, to have been a part of it. That's for sure. Now, do you, who are, who are the, like, who else stars in it? And, you know, just talk a little bit more about it, like some of your favorite other characters or, you know, just give us, some, give us a little bit more show information. If you will. Well, it's uh, Rob Wells uh, plays Ricky. Uh, JP Tremblay plays, um, plays Julian. Uh, Mike Smith plays Bubbles. Uh, I guess from, you know, those are the three key players. Uh, I think Bubbles uh, is probably the most popular amongst uh, amongst most of the viewers, uh, just because of his likable character. Um, John Dunsworth, who just recently passed away, of course, was uh, was a big star of the show. He played Mr. Leahy and Pat Roach, of course, who played Ran- uh, played, played Randy. Um, Jonathan Torrance, who played J Rock. Uh, Lucy De Couture, who played uh, Lucy, uh, uh, Sarah Dunsworth, who played Sarah. So you know, there's uh, Corey Bowles, who played Corey. You know, and Corey's doing quite well with himself right, with uh, with Bad Cop now, which has just been picked up for distribution. Yeah. Um, his recent movie. So you know, it's it's been it's also gave us all a stepping stone to further our careers and develop our own brands and. Uh, which is key uh, in today's uh, film and television industry. That's for sure. Yeah. I love it. I love it when you have something like that and then people sort of go off in their own different directions, but still have that as at the core. It's it's neat to Mm -hmm. see everybody grow and change and everything. But, you know, I, I know you a little bit just from talking to you offline and off the show, Um, just starting to get to know you as one of my pals and you're such a nice guy. I I mean, totally you know, real life, super, super cool and super funny and nice and everything. Where do you, where do you go to get that, get all the material, you know, get all that for that part? Cause that's, I went on YouTube, for example, and I just saw, you know, best of Cyrus aside from my, my may or may not have binged it. Um, but mm-hmm. Where where do you get all that from? Uh, you know, I, uh, I think some of it's my, childhood i didn't grow up in, in uh, the best neighborhoods in the in growing up 
so I think, you know, just uh, mostly the guys I grew up around, you know, I mean, it's kind of a gray area, you know, some days you went to school and uh, you were in a fight and, you know, the same guy you were playing hockey with that evening. So, um, you know, it was, um, I think a lot of it was just the guys I went to school with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my family um, growing up, uh, the family atmosphere was was never quite um, what I guess would be called the norm. I spent a lot of time in the mirrors, um, you know, thinking about how I was going to act out revenge on my dad. So I think some of that stems from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably where the acting ability comes from. Um, um, I've read other uh, biographies of other uh, talents um, over the course of 36 years I've been acting. Uh, Robin Williams spent a lot of time in the mirror as well. Uh, been other actors that have done the same thing. I think we, it's the only way to act out. Um, you have no power, so uh, the only way to engage and to kind of get rid of the frustrations and the torment uh, is to spend the time in the mirror and kind of act those out. It's either that or you go out and you act it out on the street, and sometimes that's not necessarily the best way to go. That ends up getting you in trouble, I think, over time, which is why I ended up getting into acting, quite frankly. I was uh, that's, That's the way I was headed. You know, after well, I was playing a lot of sports, uh, that that was great. Uh, but after the sports, uh, the drinking part came in, and um, you know, there's there's that Jekyll and Hyde kind of uh, thing that was happening, and I I needed a I needed to uh, find an outlet um, to be able to uh, you know just uh, release all those pent up problems that I had I think uh, growing up and uh, acting afforded me that um, it allowed me to express myself in ways I wasn't I hadn't been able to figure out how so um, I was lucky well lucky but also smart because it sounds like you had a choice to make too you could you could have easily done something else it sounds like or, or maybe not so easily but did, yeah. did you, do you do you remember be making like a conscious choice like I'm not going to do that, or did somebody help you? Did you have any kind of mentor or anything like that, or is this just all the power within you? You know, I think it's just a series of circumstances that happened. I went to Toronto as a model. Um, a modeling agent there said that she couldn't use me. She had a just hired another model that looked like my brother and, and uh, the picture definitely supported her uh, decision on, you know, she thought I should be an actor after about an hour of conversation. Um, she asked me if I had ever thought of that. I said, yeah, I'm sure I have. And so has 35 million other people in the state of California. <laughs> yeah. Um, I came home from that and uh, never really thought much of it until a couple of fights over the course of a few weekends. And um, 
uh, thought I killed somebody one night with a with a, when, I, when I hit him, and uh, yeah. I think the only thing that saved me there was the uh, you know a couple of guys that one guy inside the bar was a friend of mine who I was bouncing with had seen what happened. He saw the guy um, hit go, hit me first. Yeah. Uh, I I was wasn't expecting it. it was a sucker punch and uh, I just kind of lost it and and the other two guys in the paddy wagon uh, from the police department were guys I I played basketball with and so there wasn't anything that happened um, I was well known in the area from playing uh, sports um, and. Uh, you know, they took my buddy, the bouncers, you know, word for what happened, and and you know, they they charged the other guy. Um, but I think the fear of what happened kind of uh, struck me the hardest. And a buddy of mine, my best friend at the time, said, "You know, if you don't find an outlet, man, you're gonna probably end up in prison someday. You know, you can't just go around doing that sort of thing. And uh, you know, why don't you go?" Why don't you go take an acting class or something or do something, you know, to maybe that'll help. And, you know, that's kind of when I thought, oh, geez, you know, there was that act uh, agent that said, oh, you should be an actor. Yeah, so I auditioned for theater school at Dalhousie University in uh, Halifax and uh, was accepted. And and I went. <laughs> so that, that's pretty much how that all came about. That's awesome. Um when you go to, the, you know, you're all over the internet. You can, you know, just Google you and all this, you know, all this wonderful acting and all this stuff comes up. Um, but what's what's a question that you get asked over and over again? And what's the answer? Because we're just going to go ahead and ask that same question. <laughs> what is a question is that, that you get asked? <clears throat> I, I don't know. You know, recently because of Trailer Park Boys, it's usually people just want me to say one of the lines that I say on the show so they can hear it like next you know coming out of my mouth in front of them that's usually i you know a lot of people um it's funny they um they i think they know who i am but they'd rather just call me by the character name so i get that a lot which is kind of a little weird uh, because of course i'm not the character i'm just a guy playing it um um, so a yeah, a lot of the, a lot of a lot of a lot of times uh, people uh, they just identify with the character and they just want me to say one of the lines from the show to them uh, because it's uh, the lines I well, I think there's been a lot of iconic lines not just from the character but from many of the characters over the years and uh, you know the Cyrus character has um, several that I, I think, think people I think you have all, to do one now. Is, I, you have to do you one know, now. You know, you know, <laughs> I don't know what they are, so you, now you have to get, do one. You know, yeah, well, there's one that's got a little bit uh, explicit. You know, you, you can't really say it with oh, your audience. Okay. Uh, yeah, you, you know, he says, uh, you know, see this, Father gave me this when I was in grade seven, nine millimeter, safety always off. Uh, told me he was proud of me once, effing prick, you know, that sort of thing. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, those are, that's kind of like this. You know, it's funny because you'll get people. I get people that you know will come up to me and say the lines as if I kind of never heard of them. 
<laughs> it's kind of weird, you know. Uh, yeah, no, dude, that's a good line. Yeah, I never heard that Hi, one buddy. before. That's yeah, hilarious. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so um, I, I do have to actually have you say something, though, but it's it's not quite that. It's High Nick Lane. High Nick Lane? That. Yep, that's it. High Nick, Nick Lane. That, Hi, Nick that's Lane. Guy. Okay. Oh, that's, there you go. That's, that was that was easy. Yeah. yeah that, <laughs> Nickel, Nickel like that I a ever, lot. That's I never, my son's I best never, friend. Uh, okay, I never I never <laughs> said that on the show. No. But okay, that's good. Well, I'm hope Nick's happy with that. Uh, I bet he is. <laughs> that's Nick will be Nick will be able to take this radio portion of the show because it's been dedicated to Nick Lane, and he'll be able to edit that out and put it on his phone. So this is Cyrus calling my name, Nick Lane. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there you oh go. my gosh, that'll be awesome. We'll be All right. With um, that. Yeah, Cam will be able to do that too. We'll be able to use that too. Cam okay. and Nick together. I'll be able to hang out together and be able to put this both on their on their on their as ringtones. <laughs> now you got to do Cam Garino. <laughs> Cam Garino and Nick Lane. This is your iTunes, uh, your, your ringtone for iTunes, for your iPhone. There you go. Cyrus Perfect. said so. <laughs> that's so cute. All right. Um, that's so funny. Thank you for doing that. Um, no problem. You should be able to get right. like a, you know, 10,000 Twitter followers from that alone. <laughs> <laughs> you probably have a business there, actually. You probably yeah, just invented that, a business, that, you know. If everybody can, every everybody listening can get two people to follow me. I will have. That's all we're asking for, folks. It's just two people at a time. Man. Just not asking for a lot here. <laughs> yeah, I charge no. like ten dollars. You probably have a ring sure service now. I'll say yeah, you're. No, you can, you be, can, if everybody calls up, I can make a ringtone for everybody. <laughs> charge them five bucks. There you go. Five bucks a ringtone. Yeah. There yeah, there you go. Uh, there's probably there's probably a million bucks in that idea. Yeah, yeah I never really probably. thought of it. Yeah, you call me you up. And send me five. Send me five bucks through through e-transfer, and I'll make you. And we'll we'll do a ringtone for you. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, we'll do you it. heard it here yeah. first, right? Uh, All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Best Elizabeth, ever you for show promoting uh, my my. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm just oh, having God. to donate most of that money to something else, like uh, oh. I don't know, uh, underprivileged children or something, which would be okay. Yeah, exactly. So if you make good of it, yeah. it's awesome. So, um, yeah. so you've been in a lot of other roles, though. I mean, I know we're talking a lot about tra- Trailer Park Boys here, but what are some of your favorite roles and and why, or people that you've worked with, or you know, give us some insight into other things that you've done. Hmm. Yeah, um, geez, uh, I guess I worked with a uh, um, good ambulance girl with, uh, with Kathy Bates, directed that, and uh, had a cameo role with Kathy. It was, I was the victim on the, on the motorcycle accident. Let out a big screech while she touched my leg, and uh, she jumped back in fright. <laughs> I don't think she was expecting that. It was kind of funny. Um James Kahn. I love James Kahn. Uh, I love that movie Rollerball. Yeah. He, when I was a kid, I just, just, I don't know why, I love Rollerball. Have you ever seen that movie? Yeah. 
<laughs> yes, I have. Yeah, years ago. Yeah. Slapshot's um, my other one. I love, but that, he's not slap in that shot, one. Slapshot. Yeah. No. No. Um, no. Slapshot. That was. Uh, that was. I can't remember. Uh, Are you guys brothers? <laughs> <laughs> you know that? That's a great no. Thing. Paul Newman was in that one. Tom Newman. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um, um, what about Lifetime? What, what... Lifetime, we just did Sea Change. Um, uh, yeah, that was directed by Chris Grismer. It was um, um, that was uh, based on Amy Friedman's uh, New York bestseller um, of the same name. So it was kind of like. Um, uh, Vampire Diaries meets um, hmm, Haven kind of thing. Hmm. So that was kind of a supernatural sort of. It was pre- that was pretty cool. Uh, we were hoping it would go to uh, camera for uh, episodic TV. It was shot as a pilot originally, so I'm not sure if it will or not. Um, I guess we'll find, soon find out because uh, it just came out in September of. 17 there so um, it's possible that Lifetime will still do something with it Um, that was uh, Sean Piller and uh, um, produced that Um, I worked with Sean before when we uh, had a recurring role in Haven Um, so um, and that was a fun project to work with Um, let's uh, did um, Billy Zane and I uh, did a movie together, which was uh, uh, a lot of fun to work with. Billy was very giving, a uh, very giving actor. Um, Corey Haim and I, um, uh, Corey and I bec- were, became very close. Um, still talk to his mom. She's a, a beautiful person. Um well, that was kind of sad losing him shortly after that movie was shot. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yes. That's a terrible so, loss right uh, there, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a gifted actor. Yeah, very. No question. Very. And Billy Zane, yeah. too. I like Billy Zane a lot. I don't know him personally or anything like that, of course. But, I mean, you know, you, you always see movies with him in them, and they're good. You can count yeah. on him. Yeah. Yeah, no, he, no he's, he, he's a good actor. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed working with him. Yeah. 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 It's, I think it's always cool when you can, um, you know, meet somebody who's been in a lot of different things and they're not disappointing to meet in person. That's, I always think that's really nice when they're actually really nice people. Like they don't blow you off mm-hmm. or they, you know, especially with kids too, because, you know, I, I always cringe when like a kid comes up to somebody and they're like all in that idle moment and the guy, blo- guy or girl blows them off. You know, you're like, no, nah, I don't have time for you. You know, that kind of thing. You're like, no, it's a kid. Don't do that. Yeah. So. No, I don't think I could ever do that really. I mean, oh. I think sometimes, you know, we as um, entertainers, I think sometimes we just forget um because we, you know, you you lose your anonymity. Um, sure. So sometimes it's difficult because you're out in the line light all the time, and so there's always people coming up to you. And I, I think sometimes it's, it's, you know, we kind of forget that if it wasn't for those people who are supporting us and just, you know, over the top, uh, you know, uh, and 
enthused and, and just, you know, blown away that you're there or, or, uh, you know, they see you, um, you know, I, I, I would hate to kind of hurt somebody's feelings like that. I, I think it's, yeah. you know, as much as you're in this industry, I think you have to kind of sometimes think, well, you know, yeah, if I didn't want those things to happen, then maybe I should have picked another industry or field to be in because I, I think that we're out there. Uh, we have an obligation to kind of, you know, I mean, there's a certain length I think you have to go to, but I think you have to be able to appreciate. I would never like for children. I think that would be just wrong, but you know, I try to be uh, gracious um, and answer, you know, emails that I get I mean of course you get some emails that are a little off the wall and you just have to kind of uh, put those and put those and file those away but I got one yesterday I had to actually part, report <laughs> just like seriously yeah. you're gonna send me that really I don't think so <laughs> but, you must get some doozies if I'm getting if I'm getting those it's like wow <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah so yeah. I, you know you I know, try to I try to you know um I try to answer the yeah. emails when I get them. Uh, I think people are just genuinely interested, you know, for the most part. And, and you know, just want to have, you know, some communication or at least to say that they talk to you, that they ask you a legitimate question. Um, and so, yeah. uh, you know, I, you know, no different than being an interview, I guess. Uh, just on a very smaller scale, and so I try to answer those uh, best That's I can. Awesome. Or, I mean, there's, you know, sometimes I can't uh, clearly, you know, I, I can't answer them all. It'd be a full-time job, but um, and some are already out there. They just person just really needed to do a little bit more research, I think, just uh, for the question. But um, yeah. when it comes to, you know, there's people that just ask me about my health and stuff like that, and so. You know, it's, it's very kind for them to reach out and just ask me how I'm doing, uh, those sort of things. So, Yeah. You know, um, we're going to get to your health in a second because I know you've had a, a health scare recently. But uh, one of the coolest people I've ever met in person is Richard Gere. And I, I didn't no. meet him as an adult. That's why I talk about the whole kid thing because um, I I grew up in Iowa and um, he was speaking and it was more of a, I think it was more of a political thing at the time even, but my mom grabbed me and she said, you're going to just freak out here. Richard Gears in town and he's up at Duck Creek Mall and Duck Creek Mall is this tiny little mall. And I'm like, no way that place has got to be packed with like, you know, 50,000 people waiting to meet Richard Gear. And it was a very tiny audience. And you got to go right up to Richard Gere and say hello. And I might've been 10, maybe 12, but I knew who yeah. Richard Gere was. He was so sweet. I mean, so cool. sweet. And my mom's drop dead gorgeous. My mom is like five, nine and you know, beautiful blonde. My mom's a model, you know, she's beautiful. And um, so it was so much fun and um, what a sweet person. And that kind of made that like that, imprint on me you know where I'm like that's how people should be and so I kind of judge everybody <laughs> I just shouldn't do that I know but I do based like on that one experience I had with a kid I always wanted everybody I met like you know that was famous like that to be like that nice because he was really mm-hmm. cool 
just mm-hmm. sweet as all get out and just gracious and kind and well-spoken and, you know, just a really a sweet person. So that was cool. Anyway, I don't know yeah, why I wanted to cool. share that, but that's yeah. A nice, yeah. I don't know. It's a nice experience though. So it's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's talk about your health um, because, you know, I'm, I'm feel, I told you I had the flu and um, I, What'd you say? What'd you, what it's was not, your response not really, again? It's not, not, not really the same thing. Uh, no, I don't not. get, I, I don't, I don't get sick. I, I get cancer. Yeah. What's, yeah. What was, when, when did you find that out? And that had to, you know, just, did you just, were you like, what? <laughs> How does that go? I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember. I don't remember much after I was told. <laughs> I think oh. I was in shock. Oh yeah. Um, October sixth, I found out. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it was just a fluke. I didn't have Did any you know? kind of symptoms or anything. No, I didn't have any symptoms. I was healthy as a horse. I went and in for some. Uh, I went in to get some uh, uh, some DHEA, which is really helps you. Um, it, it helps you create your own testosterone it increases your own testosterone levels because you start to lose them over 40 mm-hmm. and so it just help you eat better, sleep better, work out better and I've always gotten um, roles because of my physicality um, uh, so it, it made sense you know and um, yeah, I was on the DHEA, let's just say a naturopath, on the DHA for a couple of weeks or so, I guess. And uh, then they called me up and said that my PSA levels were 7.5 and I needed to talk to a urologist. So I didn't really know what the hell that meant at the time, quite frankly. <laughs> but it didn't yeah. sound good because they canceled the prescription for me. So um, I made a phone call and uh, I went from there. And did it, it was a diagnosis of is it like it's prostate cancer, right? Yeah, it was prostate cancer. Yeah, yeah exactly. And yeah. and what do um do they? Well, I mean, it could, it could, have, could have been anything, right? Didn't okay, know yeah, it could have been the I prescription, mean, been, or they don't have a clue. Could have been could have been the prescription. We didn't know. Could have been any kind of cancer. I guess it didn't. It wouldn't necessarily have to be prostate cancer. They checked all my vital organs and um to see um rule all that was out and then you know did took 12 biopsies of my prostate and and uh seven of them came back positive so um you know i didn't didn't have it before so uh it was they presumed it was um aggressive and uh there wasn't really any time to kind of trans you know form my thought processes and uh make any sort of large transmogrification on you know how life should be and thought processes and way of eating and you know diet to see whether or not it would just um disappear um, I wasn't planning on having any more children, so the natural option was to 
to operate and hope for the best, uh, which is what they did. So, yeah. So I found that out on October 6th. I went in for reconstructive surgery on my rotator cuff on October 28th. <laughs> oh. Four weeks later, I went in on a knife for prostate cancer. Two weeks after that, uh, the shoulder found out my shoulder was infected and went in for a pick line for antibiotics for six weeks into my heart. And emergency surgery on my shoulder to have that uh, cleaned out and put back together again. So quite a lot happened in about six weeks there of operations and stuff. Um, so needless to say, I'm happy. I'm well. Uh, oh, yeah. The... Uh, January, first week of January, I, um, I had my consultation with my, my friend who was the urologist. And uh, so uh, I think they, they got it uh, early enough. There was nothing in the lymph nodes. There was nothing in the tissue around the prostate. So cancer-free. Good. And uh, shoulders uh, uh, working pretty good right now. Um, still, you know, I've obviously have an awful lot of, uh, um, uh, recuperation time left. I mean, there was three operations in six weeks. So, oh, yeah. plus the, plus all the anesthetics. So, which is still in my system. So, you know, um, when, every day I feel, uh, a little healthier and better than I did the day before. So it's, uh, it's all good. Um, that's good to hear. Um, uh, um, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I'm very you grateful know, that I had the people behind me that I, I did and the support yeah, that I had. So, um, and thanks for all the fans and friends that wrote in and uh, supported me because uh, it, it made a it made a huge difference. Uh, that's for sure. Well, I'm, yeah. I think uh, for, you're I'm, the first. You're the first interview that I've had since. I made the announcement that I had cancer. This is the first one that told anybody that's listening that I'm cancer free. So um, once this interview is over, if the link can go on my fan pages and on my, out on my Twitter pages and um, that'd be awesome. I don't know how you do that. So uh, leave I that got in you your covered. Hand, so that's but, <laughs> yeah, no, I got you, but I, I want to make sure people know, and, and people know me well enough to know that I'm not one to have a guest on and, you know, go all health prying on them or anything like that, or do, or do anything, you know, that's profoundly to announce something or anything like that. I'm not like that. What, where, mm-hmm. where I'm coming from is um, more of, letting you know that we posted this show and when I very first let people know that I was going to have you on and we, we talked just very in the background a little bit, I hashtagged it prostate cancer because you were on Twitter kind of talking about it a little bit with, with other celebrities and things like that. And you change, I don't know if you know this or not, and I don't know if she's reached out to you yet or not, but I have a friend here in the new England area who's, husband was just diagnosed with prostate cancer and so she's listening intently on to on what you're saying about it and so forth because she's in panic mode and yeah, um, I, I, yeah. I, I don't think she should be you know I think it's like a 90% cure rate uh, I think they're you know he's certainly going to go through some some issues afterward you know the scar 
uh, things that you wouldn't think of that um, uh, women are, you know, from 13 on, you know, um, incontinence, which just doesn't happen, you know, doesn't happen to every man, but um, uh, there's certainly going to be some of that. So, um, and having to wear that sort of thing as a man, uh, you know, you suddenly you don't have to most of your life, and then uh, suddenly you are uh, not uh, psychologically. And I didn't find it, you know, helpful that there was very little out there and to help uh, a man overcome that. If they're trying to get better, then part of that is uh, is the psychological part. And I didn't, I didn't see them helping in any way there. Uh, the stuff that's on the marketplace doesn't, wouldn't make any man, I don't think, feel good about himself. Um, so I'd tell her just to be, you know, be there for him. Maybe go in and get the pads for him. <laughs> because, you know, walking yeah. up in a place where you don't, you know, you know everybody knows who you are. Um, and certainly in my position, it was difficult. Because everybody knows who I am, so uh, yeah. So there's that, and, and you know, of course, uh, you know, uh, sex life is going to change, right? I mean, um, it's not. Uh, it's it's going to take time uh, for everything yeah. to kind of work again, uh, and there's a process that you know that he'll have to go through in order to do that, and again, uh, you know, uh, not. Uh, easily remedied because you know uh, you know the 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 things that you know you'll get you know prescriptions for and think that your healthcare provider will uh, cover for aren't aren't covered because they're called uh, you know they they think they're um, you know uh, <laughs> what do they call them. Was that first Uncovered. Time I heard yeah. It, I thought, yeah, I don't know what yeah, it is. No, but it's, well, it's no, not covered by insurance. Well, it's kind of, no, it's not covered by insurance because it's considered a, a recreational drug. Oh, I get it. You know, it's uh, everybody's using it, so they don't consider uh, it uh, for a man that's gone through prostate cancer. They don't consider it um, like rehabilitation, and yet it is, which is kind of strange because. You know, one out of seven men are going to get it, whether you, whether they like it or not. You know, one in 29 are going to die from it, whether they like it or not, just because probably, uh, you know, with a 90%, it's just waiting too long, basically. Um, because if you have a 90%, you just didn't have, you're like me, didn't have any symptoms, and then find out one day it's too late. If you were going to um, have symptoms, what would they be? I mean, that might help, too. Uh, you know, I, I think, you know, you have problems urinating. Um, uh, usually it's a problem having, um, uh, getting an erection, or, you know, those kinds of things. Uh, I, but, you know, again, I never never had any problems. Problem. Yeah. I didn't have it. I never, you know, I never had no any pain. No pain or anything? Had, you know, yeah, okay. No, nothing like that. So you wouldn't know. You know, if everything's just working like the way it would normally work, I mean, you know, and without tested, you know, a normal GP might just call it BPH, you know, uh, a little swelling of the prostate, which is causing you not to, you know, pee strong all the time, right? So, right. 
it's it's uh, you know it's a bit of an education process, and it's um, I, I think for most men, you know, I'm glad there's support groups out there, um, but you know some of the uh, you know some of the uh, uh, things that I you know went to to try to get um, make a, people more aware. I uh, didn't seem to be getting anywhere. Um, um, <laughs> you know, I talked to the I talked to um, Movember people. Um, clearly, I guess they're just really more interested in selling T-shirts and hats, and and um, and you know, every every time I see an ad from them uh, during the month of November, it was. Uh, guys that clearly didn't look like they needed to worry about prostate cancer for at least 30 years. So I wasn't really sure what the, where the money was going. Um, but have talked to lots of doctors and who kind of laugh and say, follow the money trail. <laughs> a lot of people getting paid, a lot of people getting paid, uh, they say from a lot of charities and very little money from charities ends up going to, the actual um, charity. Uh, yeah, exactly. So um, I don't they know. They have to research your charities that's for the sure. Uh, yeah, it's, you definitely do. Because yeah, it's, but the, I, you know, that's what I found. I thought here's a here's a guy who's globally known. Uh, maybe I don't have as many Twitter followers as another celebrity who might have gone through it, but I wasn't planned. wasn't interested in selling, you know, uh, t-shirts or anything online. Uh, with a sticker on it that said, you know, who my name was or saying that it's going to prostate cancer. I mean, you know, yeah. there's a lot of other things out there that could have been better for that, like, charity to come up with, show me what you're doing for prostate cancer. Like, are you are you giving money to cancer? And Let's see how much money that is. Uh, where's the 100% of the, well, you got to pay for the T-shirts. you got to pay for this. you got to pay for those things. So you got to pay for all the people that are doing all this multimedia and all this, you know, stuff for. So I get that there's things out there that you have to pay for, but I wasn't seeing why I couldn't be tagged with the fact that I had prostate cancer and I was willing to go, you know, and do whatever I had to in order to make other men aware, you know, uh, I thought I was mm-hmm. healthy as a horse. If it wasn't for the DHEA, it probably one of those statistics, one in 29 guys that would have died from it. Well, so. I like the I like what you post, and I think as long as you, um, anytime you, I know it's a silly, but in this day and age, anytime you put a hashtag on something, it's searchable, and it goes right into you know Google quite easily. So you know, I think if you have that on your website or your social media, you know, all of those things. I think you're you're probably going to be a constant source of information for people um, because you know cancer diagnosis can be you know I think you I think you put it so eloquently with you know you just it can be mentally devastating you know forget the physical for a of second course. go over to the mental part of it and there's you know it's both or more no no question and you know you're supposed to think positively so but it's very difficult to get get around yeah you've got highs and lows there all the time so it's very difficult to get past that once you're told that i mean especially if somebody's telling you they don't know what the outcome's going to be i mean you know really it's i would rather not know then. what the outcome 
I mean, hey, yeah. don't tell me what the outcome is going to be. Let's let's be real. It's not a disease. It's based on stress. You know, it's a disorder from stress levels. I mean, so I mean, I would rather not know that there was no possibility of return. I would rather just you know go in, give me the treatment or whatever you think, and then I'll find my, I'll do some start doing the research and seeing what else I can do for myself in order to, you know, cure myself yeah. of. I love that. I, I love the book, um, and I uh, it's called Never Fear Cancer Again by Raymond Francis. I don't know if you've ever mm-hmm. heard of that book, but um, Dr. Raymond Francis, it, it's a little bit radical in parts, but it's a, it's a pretty interesting take on, um, he, he basically, you know, he's, I don't know how old he is now, or if he's still alive as I'm talking about him. Um, but uh, he had a cancer diagnosis that was, you know, pretty much untreatable and not going to live from it. And he turned it all around. Um, yeah, well, I think there's lots of people that can do that. I think you yeah. know, there's a there's a couple of great books out there that I've read too. Um, Biology of Belief by uh, Bruce Lipton. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a that's a big insight, you know, into cell biology and uh, and quantum uh, physics. Now, it doesn't have to be all about quantum physics, but what he explains in the book, uh, how the cell membrane and is uh and in the environment and how your body works uh another another great website uh, or to even check out uh is psych k p s y c h uh hyphen k it's all about you know changing your belief system from your subconscious it, it may be you know for people that are out there looking at how to change their mindset uh and look at things from a different point of view, different way to approach life, those mm-hmm. two books and, and possibly the, you know, to do a, to do a, a seminar or a workshop on one of those two things would, I, I, I think would be helpful. That's just my opinion. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not being endorsed by them in any way. So <laughs> no, we get uh, but it. I, I certainly, I certainly understand, you know, the mindset behind it and I think there's a lot of truth to it so uh, yeah. I'm just throwing stuff out there for I'm just trying to help uh, and, you know so yeah uh, well and I think it's very helpful that, and it's those are two kind of interesting books um and 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 websites and so forth um with or without cancer really um well, I Don't think, you think both books, both of those books, you know, it's not just cancer. I think it's just, you know, uh, it gives you a better understanding of what they're discovering now and how the 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 body works and the cells um, mm-hmm. and how it's connected to the mind and the subconscious mind and how the brain and, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, they got, you know, it's to read it. Yeah, yeah I will. Yeah, it really is. I really do truly believe that because um, I just remember being really, really, um, you know, when I was young, way younger, I'm old now, but when I was way younger, there's a lot of stress involved with, you know, trying to do the kind of travel I was trying to do with my job and having two little kids and, you know, just flying around the country and all this stuff. And um, I think that's how I kind of landed some food allergies 
just the inflammation was so out of control and the stress and the this and the that and the, the kids were little joys. It was the job that that was, you know, it was a nice job and everything like that. But you just I, I felt so freaked out that I couldn't be everywhere at once. Like I would go to do mm-hmm. my job and then worry about the kids or be home with the kids and worry about my job. And I, it was just like this endless cycle of like chaotic stress for me. And I yeah, was sure. one of those moms who's like, you know, I'm never putting, I, I just was one of those moms who like didn't want to put my kids in daycare. And so I was like mm-hmm. always in my own way, you know, just totally mm-hmm. like everybody would have all these suggestions for me. And I'd be like, no, 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 no. And just constantly in my own way. And, um, I think I just sort of made myself pretty sick. Well, I can see how that could happen yeah. for sure. So, you know, you're not sick now, so that's good. No, yeah, exactly. I still have food allergies, but, you know, it's they're pretty under control. But, um, okay, so let's shift off health for a little while um, because I don't know how many. I've, can you keep talking? Do you, have, do you have 20 more minutes or so or 15 more minutes? Are you good? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a little good bit more because – Okay, good. Yeah. Um, I want to talk to you about golden are we, dreams. Are we boring anybody out there? Because, I uh, know. We're not boring while, anybody. The, the parrot's okay. quiet. So we need the parrot back. You know, the parrot's asleep. Uh, no. um, <laughs> what I wanted to talk to you about <clears throat> while we're um, on, the, you know, on the books and the topics of you know, all the mental part of everything, what, what are – you've been acting for a long time, and – you know, I can see that you want to keep doing this and all this stuff. And, you know, what are your goals and dreams? Let's go back to acting for a little bit. What goals and dreams? Uh, well, uh, I've always been happy with just being able to work in the field that I'm doing it. So uh, I guess my goal is to continue doing that. Um, moving to California uh, in July. Looks like uh, so. My intent is to uh, further my career, my bring my brand out there. My management is out there now. My agents already, obviously, you know, uh, represent me globally. So it's uh, I'll go out there, and um, I'm going out in April. So I'll meet some people then. But uh, yeah, that's that's the goal is to continue with that, and um, you know, go from there and take what comes my way. Um, I've always been fortunate enough to be able to work um, as much as I have out of the Maritimes for stuff uh, being shot from or being produced out of the U.S. or Toronto or Upper Canada and being shot here in the Maritimes. Um, So I think that if I could bring my brand and uh, just go back to the States, um, I'd be better off. So you from here, right? That's, that's that. Yeah. Uh, Boston originally, yeah. Grew uh-huh. up in uh, Canada, then moved back to the States. Yeah, And I moved from California to New Brunswick um, back in 95. So, yeah, 95. Uh, so, what yeah, so that's the, that's the plan. Got it. And what are, you, what are you working on right now? I know you've got um, – you, you kind of talked to us a little bit about Trailer Park Boys maybe coming back, but what have you got? What have you got going on? I know you're a writer too, and we ha- we didn't talk about that at all. No, I haven't written a lot lately. Uh, we started doing something with call, a thing with Barry Dunn called Cranky Cab, but um, but uh, you know it's it's been kind of put on a shelf right now. 
just because uh you know the move uh number one um number two we've got uh been asked to do both three different movies right now i've got a script here in front of me that i just received the other day um from a screen a friend of mine who's a writer in uh, vancouver uh so i've got to read that i've got uh, another movie supposed to be shot in ottawa um uh, this summer spring and summer uh try to park boys there's um I've been asked to do a couple of tours uh, for stand-up comedy. So that looks like something I would look, like to do uh, again. And uh, let's see. Um, there's um, a friend of mine, uh, Michael Masucci in Virginia, is doing a series called um, Visions of Rock. Uh, it's in pre-production right now, um, and it's based on, it's kind of, uh, I think, Battle of the Bands, but it's based on a true story of a band that uh, won it and went on to uh, back up some of the biggest um, uh, groups in in the world and playing to 80,000, 800,000 audiences. So um, just... Uh, I've just been put on the IMDb page as cast for that. So I'm supposed to do okay. five weeks, I think. Uh, I don't know, five to seven weeks in uh, in Virginia this summer. So looking forward to that. And uh, so if anybody's, uh, you know, uh, should go to Facebook page, look up Visions of Walk. That's with a, with a Z. And... Uh, support michael um he's a great guy he's, uh, really great people and uh please name one more time for uh, me michael what? michael masucci masucci m-a-s-u-c-c-i actually michael directed the uh movie i did with uh cory haim got it yep okay that's neat yeah. that's really that's really good yeah. and vision what's the name again visions of What's that? What's the name of it again? Visions of? Rock. Rock. Okay. That's what I thought you said. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So quite a bit of, uh, quite a a few projects on the go right now. Uh, You know, haven't, uh, contracts all haven't been signed yet, but, uh, you know, uh, all looks good. Good. That's great to hear. All right. Well, we're going to, we're going to wind up a little bit. I've got, I, I wanted to talk to you about sports, but I actually, people have, tweeted a few things in. So we're going to just take a couple questions from listeners. Um, okay. Somebody, are you ready? All right. They're, they're pretty, yeah. they're pretty good questions. I think um, somebody wants okay. you to talk about your stand up comedy. Uh, mm-hmm. So can you talk, tell us about that before we go? Yeah. It started, uh, started out, uh, Started out touring, um, doing it as as the character Cyrus. Um, so it was written uh, by me and a couple other stand-up comics that I know. Uh, a good friend of mine did some. Or Doug Gamble did some work for me. Uh, he's written from uh, people can Google Doug. He's he's uh, written for a lot of. Um, 
a lot of uh, well-known comics and, and you know most of the time now i think he just writes presidential speeches but uh he's written for me um couple of good friends of mine that do stand up. So I did, you know, I mean, it started out just as an appearances and uh, then it went to, you know, uh, club owners and stuff needing something more for their money. And, and it just went from 20 minutes to an hour and 15. Now it's, you know, I mean, after seven years, it's really, it's about 35, 40 minutes, I guess. Cool. Um, All right. A little bit more real, not so much, not so cartoonish as I kind of felt it was in the, in, in the early beginning, because you're, you know, as Cyrus, you're going up there, you know, but, uh, still fun. Um, you know, love, love making people laugh. So it's just really been an extension of what I've been doing anyway, in, in front of a camera, um, and being trained in the theater helped being up in front of people, you know, kind of staring at you. <laughs> <laughs> hoping you're gonna scare me hoping so you're gonna much. say something that's funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> oh my yeah. god, I don't think so. I can do that ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no I, don't, it's a, I don't think so. Yeah. That freaked me out, uh, especially yeah. if it wasn't funny. Everybody's <laughs> just looking at you like that's not funny. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think you'd do it. Um, all right. Somebody else wants to know if you can play a musical instrument. I have no idea why somebody wants to know that, but they're wanting to know it. Can you play a musical uh, instrument? I think I could play the spoons. I could probably tap those <laughs> against my thigh pretty decently. And uh, the, you know, that scrub board thing, I think I could do that. Uh, but other than that, no, I've never played a musical instrument. I, I don't think I had the time. I was so wrapped up in, um, in athletics most of my life between hockey and basketball. I never really thought of doing anything else. Um, to be quite honest, I just didn't have the time. I spent hours and hours just shooting baskets or on, on, on ice surface playing hockey. So I, my time was totally devoted to athletics and nothing but thinking about playing professional hockey and or basketball. So, uh, no, unfortunately I wish I did play a musical instrument, but, um, I don't know that would, I don't know that it, uh, today, you know, they just, put somebody else's hands and do a close up and suddenly I'm playing a musical instrument uh in a in a film or T V show. So yeah. you know, I've seen I've seen lots of people do that, so it's it's okay. If anybody's got that idea, you know, just you know, get somebody to just do a close up of my hands. <laughs> can you somebody sing? else do that for me. <laughs> I can sing. Yes, you can uh, sing. You I can? can sing. I yeah, I can sing. I uh, went to uh, Nova Scotia Conservatory of Music and took uh, voice lessons there, and uh, yeah, I have a pretty decent range. That's cool to know. I won't ask you to sing. You don't have to sing. That's awesome. You're okay, not going I'm just to keep... right now. No, <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> we got the ringtones out of you. We're all good. Um, or whatever that was. The, the recording. <laughs> so funny. You should see the texts I have from the kids. <laughs> So funny! I can't believe he did that. Um, okay, so uh, people, else, these are just, we're just gonna have fun because, and then we'll go here. Two more. Um, somebody okay. wants to know how your go- golf game is. <laughs> no uh, golf game friend. was a uh, was a plus two handicap. Uh, not not any not anymore since my uh, since my shoulder surgery. I didn't get to play since the la- end of last August. I'm not sure what I would call it. Maybe a three or four handicap before I ended last season, I guess. Uh, 
to, to compete in some long drive competitions in Canada here. So do hit a golf ball pretty long, you know, three, I think 370 is the longest I've hit a golf ball, but you know, wow. probably average three, 330 off the tee with a driver. Wow. And it goes where you want it to go. <laughs> yeah, no, it's going straight. Okay. It's 330 off the tee. I'm hitting par fives and two. That's awesome. And um, with the shoulder rehab and stuff like that, will you be able to play golf again? Okay. What do you? Think? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah, good. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah, I've been working out probably now for the last uh, six weeks. I'm starting to feel pretty strong. I think I look almost, you know, like I did before both surgeries. Now mm-hmm. it's just uh, the strength in the shoulder and flexibility. But I think I'll be, I'll be fine. Okay. Um, this is Googleable, guys. We're, I'll ask him anyway. You just want him to say it or something. I'm not sure. How tall are you? Okay, come on. <laughs> how tall. Uh, I'm six one. Okay. We're gonna end on six one. We're gonna end the show now. No more questions, guys. Okay. <laughs> <Too funny. laughs> I think everybody. The word has spread that the the list of calls as we've been talking has been going getting longer and longer and longer with people listening. <laughs> Too oh. funny. Uh, whatever it's all great um yeah no it's fabulous thank you guys all for listening it's been really fun having you on and getting to know you better and i appreciate you just coming on here and and talking about everything it's been really fun great guest no i you know like i said i I appreciate the opportunity and thank you for thinking of me it's been a pleasure uh you know i um uh, thanks for everybody tuning in and uh, they know how to get a hold of me on uh, the social media, Facebook yeah, and you... or uh, Twitter. Yeah. Uh, Which one Instagram. do you like the best? Where, you know, I, you? I, I don't spend, I mean, I'm on, I'm on Facebook, I guess. I do answer emails there. Uh, not as much as, uh, you know, I just find Twitter is just kind of convenient. Um, and, you know, I, I, there's an awful lot of, there's quite a bit of pictures and goofy little memes and things like that, that, you know, uh, have, have been posted on, uh, on Instagram. So, I mean, you know, there is, uh, it's kind of a cool little spot if you're looking for all the pictures and some video and stuff like that all at once. Sometimes I find Facebook is just so, <sighs> there's just so much going on there nowadays that it's just, uh, kind of like, you know, my God, you know? Um, but, uh, if they go to my fan page, I tend to go to my fan page more so than the profile pages. They're always, they're full anyway. I mean, everyone, you know, I mean, yes, they drop, but I mean, friend requests when you can, there was one, uh, once upon a time, you know, of course you weren't able to send anybody on Facebook, uh, if they had a fan page, you weren't allowed to contact them with a, with an email, but now you can't. So, uh, I always tell people, you know, just to go to the fan page. I would rather get rid of the profile pages and in my <laughs> and just have one mm-hmm. big and just have the fan page, so that everybody would just go into one thing because it becomes very difficult to try to keep track of all the social media things that are on there, you know, that are out there today. Those, those are really so. the only things that I deal with: Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I don't, I don't really bother with with anything else uh, it, it's it's um you know i do have i do have some uh some page managers that help me out uh because i can't it'd be a full-time job 
just keeping track of it all. Um, so I'm often contacted or people are often contacted with their responses before I get to some of that stuff. But um, uh, I do, I do get to, I do get to the, uh, the important stuff from people. So, you know, I, okay. I'm not trying to discourage them from contacting me. I'm just uh, letting them know how they can get a hold of me if they, if they need to. Perfect. All right. Well, I sure appreciate you being on here. I know we're a little bit over time. I thought we were going to um, end at 30 minutes and we're like an hour and 10. So <laughs> thank you for being here. I I'm just long. I'm just, I'm just long winded. I, I, I'm sorry. Oh, I, no. I didn't mean to hold anybody but, up from supper or anything like that. Yeah. No, it's perfect. A perfect show. Yeah. We all got to know you so much better and really, really appreciate it. So um, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you to Bernard Robichaud for being here with us. Um, you can visit his website at bernardrobichaud.com or he's on Twitter at Bernie Robichaud. And I just thank you all so much for listening and sharing our show. We started uh, very grassroots here at Best Ever You with our first guest, and uh, we didn't know who we were quite talking to or what we were doing. And um, we've, you know, we've got millions of downloads now and listens, and we just appreciate you guys all being with us and supporting our guests. That's what's really most important to me. We have over 400 guests now on this radio show. And I love how you guys all wrap your arms around each person that's here and they like become family. It's like a big best ever you family of sorts. So um, I really appreciate it. Lots of love to everybody, everybody who's out there struggling with the flu or anything else. I I wish you well. And um, just, get safe through the winter time here it's been a heck of a flu season for sure um and i know i can hear that move bernard to california with all the we just got a foot of snow here yesterday i'm <laughs> just thinking yeah, melt, I, melt, I, melt, I, melt 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 so the california dream is sounds perfect right now <laughs> I, I, I don't want to hear anything uh, more about snow no i don't either <laughs> okay we'll go back to <laughs> six one be six one everybody all right <laughs> <laughs> okay Thanks for listening to the Best Ever You Show. Want more? Visit us at besteveryou.com. Be your best and keep it real. Confident, successful, caring, and beautiful every day with Best Ever You. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.